0: Welcome to the Brave Marriage Podcast. I'm Kenzie Dozinski, a licensed marriage and family therapist and certified professional coach, and this is a podcast for couples who want to grow as individuals, do marriage with intention, and live mutually empowered, purposeful lives. I hope you've had a wonderful week and are counting down the days till Christmas. I know I am. This is my last week of clients before the holidays, and this is also the last episode in our last series of 2019. So we've done it, friends. We've made it. And I fully intend to enjoy the last two weeks of the year with a little bit less of a busy schedule, and I hope you make some space for that as well. Today, I want to encourage you to actually, and counterculturally, limit yourself and practice some restraint as you think about 2020. I want you to pause, even as you listen to this, to be intentional with your time, your energy, and your focus by narrowing in on what you really desire in one word, one goal, in one prayer for next year. Now, that doesn't mean you can't get after it if you are a mover and shaker or anything different than who you really are. It just means that whatever your personality and wherever you find yourself in life Honing in on each of these things is going to help you with your focus and attention, helping you stick with one thing throughout the next year. In amidst all of our daily distractions, who doesn't want more of that? So, I'll walk you through what I mean by one word, one goal, and one prayer in just a second. But first, this episode is brought to you by my free research-based relationship quiz. Have you ever wanted a professional insider's look at your relationship? Well, I've created a short quiz that lets you in on the state of your relationship based on four different components of marital health. After taking the quiz, you'll receive a series of emails with a description of your score, next steps to take, and one prayer for your marriage. To get in on that free quiz, just visit bravemarriage.com quiz. Again, that's bravemarriage.com quiz. Okay, first, one word. I started doing this at the end of 2012 because at the time I was attending a church where the pastor encouraged the congregation to do this because it had been so helpful and formative for him in setting a spiritual intention for his year. If you haven't heard of this concept, the idea is to prayerfully and thoughtfully consider one word, a word that encompasses what the Lord is teaching you right now in your particular season of life, or a word that really gets at the heart of what you're seeking from the Lord in the new year. Some of my past words have been truth, trust, joy, able. All of those words have represented something to me that I'm seeking or have heard the Lord speak over the year. And when I say that, what I mean is, as I begin to pray about my word in the months leading up to the new year, there's sometimes a word that begins to stick out in what I'm reading, listening to, and already beginning to resonate with. And some of the time, I sense that it's actually confirmation and not just confirmation bias. I hope that makes sense. But however you arrive at your word is perfectly fine. You can choose it. You can pray about it. There's no one way to do it. But the importance of it is that it's one word which you can focus on, be intentional around, and return to throughout your year. And as you come back to this word month after month, it will begin to shape what you look for, what you think about, and ultimately how you live out each year. Next, one goal. In setting one goal, the idea is to think intentionally about the thing you most desire to do or to change in your life. So a lot of times, we think about goals in terms of outcomes that we can't control, such as, I want to make X number of dollars by the end of the year. I'd like our family to be closer by the end of next year. Or, I want to be a better human. But these are not the actual things that you can do or change. They are merely the outcomes you hope for. And sure, you might try to push and strive and force yourself onto these goals, but in the end, they are not solely up to you. They often require a bit of faith, a bit of planning, and always they require help or relationships with others. So when it comes to setting goals for dreams and desires like these, one goal would look more like this. My goal is to help this many people or sell this number of units per quarter by gaining exposure to this many people through these specific avenues. Or my goal is to stay in touch weekly with these family members this year, being the one to be vulnerable and giving them space to reciprocate. Or my goal is to do whatever your definition of being a better human is, whether that's reaching out to those in need, educating yourself further, or spending time in the presence of the Lord, and then do it on a regular basis. Now, here's where setting one goal comes in. All of these goals sound great, right? Why wouldn't you aim for all of them? Well, you wouldn't want to do that because when you do, when you try to accomplish them all at the same time, rarely does anything change or stick long term. So, as you think about all of the goals you have and all the things you desire, I want you to ask yourself three questions. Number one, what would make the biggest difference in my life and in the lives of those I care about? Number two, on a scale from one to 10, how great is my motivation to actually do the thing? And number three, Why? These three questions will tell you so much about yourself and about the likelihood of you working toward and sticking with your goal. And listen, I've set so many goals in my lifetime, and really, I set them more for the process of growth than I do for the concrete outcome. But what I've learned over the years is that if my motivation to actually do the thing is low, it's probably because my why is out of sync with who I actually am and what I actually want. In these instances, I've followed the voice of the crowd or of others I respect, not realizing that certain ideas weren't my own or weren't most desired by me. But these three questions, which I've written out in a worksheet, have helped clarify and focus where I actually want to go and what I actually want to do. And finally, one prayer. Think of this as a centering prayer one that grounds you in the love of Jesus and helps you return to what's true throughout the year or to the relationship that you desire to have with him. Here are a few examples. Lord, don't let me get ahead of you. God, let my work be worshipful. May your kingdom come and your will be done. Give me eyes to see and ears to hear. Help me to love as you first loved me. Now, all of these prayers I've taken from different passages in scripture, but again, make your prayer whatever is on your heart right now in this season of your journey with the Lord. And know that for all of these, for your one word, one goal, and one prayer, you're welcome to do this for yourself, with you and your spouse, or for your family, church, business, or team. To help you follow through on that, I've created another worksheet this December which you can download by visiting bravemarriage.com slash one word. Again, that's bravemarriage.com slash one word. And that will be your only action step for today. And my prayer for you this week is that being rooted and grounded in love and having Christ dwell in your heart through faith, that you would know the deep love of Christ that surpasses human knowledge and that you would be filled with all the fullness of God this Christmas season. I hope you have a happy holiday season and I'll be back with a new series in January. Much love to you guys. Bye-bye. is not a battle Love is not a bond Love is just as fragile